0: Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Lisa Hancock, Director of Worship Arts.
1: I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries.
0: And I'm Diana sanchez bouchong
2: Executive Director of Worship Resources and Director of Music Ministries.
0: During this time of transition from virtual to online and hybrid worship, the worship team has endeavored to provide conversations that inspire worship teams and leaders to seize this moment and realize the opportunities before the church, finding ways to help those worshiping with us to re-engage and shape the church we are becoming. Today... We are going to talk about planning worship for Lent 2023. I can't believe we're already here, but that time (laughs) between Epiphany and Ash Wednesday comes fast. So we have a great worship series for you called Learning to Live Inside Out. And in the next half hour or so, we'll unpack it and give you some of the key features along with some ideas to help you contextualize it for your own worship services. So let's start with Derek. Derek, if you could start by giving us an aerial view of the series, the texts we're using, and some of the shape of what people can expect to find when they go on the website.
1: No, I can't do that. Well, I, I can actually. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, it just felt contrary all of a sudden. I but, know. Um, The first thing I want to do is I want to remind folks what they'll find when they come to our website. Some of you listening may be familiar with what we provide. Others may not have looked at it yet, and so this is an encouragement to go take a look at what's on the website. And what we provide is not a plug-and-play worship service. Some might use it as that. You could grab different bits and put it together, but But what we give you are ideas, hopefully to spark your imagination and your creativity, to put it all together in a way that makes sense in your context. We don't expect to hear our words. (laughs) Maybe some of the liturgy could be repeated, but we expect to hear, if we were to listen into your worship services, maybe some of the ideas flowing through. The series, as Lisa mentioned, is called Learning to Live Inside Out. And we did that on purpose because we wanted to talk about how Lent is often considered an internal, an inside kind of thing. Folks focus on spiritual disciplines, perhaps, how I can focus on the state of my soul. And it's a very individualistic or small group-based kind of thing looking within the church. That's an important thing for us to do. And, And Lent is an appropriate time for us to do that. However, we also need to remember that those spiritual disciplines are not just for our own souls, but for how we can be the church at work in the world. You know, of course, that when Wesley talked about the spiritual disciplines, he talked about two different kinds. Works of piety, which were those inward focus, what am I going to do with my soul, the Bible reading, the prayer, the attending church, the fasting, all of those kinds of things, Were for me and my group within the church, those are the works of piety, but they're also alongside them the works of charity. How am I going to be involved in the world? So we're asking you, as you think through each week um, throughout the season of Lent, to look inward and outward at the same time. How do these things that we're focusing on make us the church at work in the world? That's what we mean by living inside out. Hmm. The other thing we discover is that for some folks, the inside part is what their their strengths are, and they they love to spend time in reflection and thinking about that and how we look inward first, and the spiritual disciplines really drive their thinking. And those are the inside Christians who then need to be turned out to look out. What are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. But there are also those... And, and often, in many cases, it is the younger people or the newer ones who want to be involved in the world. They're outside-in Christians. They start with the outside, and then we may pull them in to focus on how do we reflect on these things that we're doing. So, you have to assess your congregation. Are you a, an inside congregation that needs to move outside? Or are you an outside congregation that needs to reflect on the inside of that? You can make that fit the way that works best for you. The other thing we tried to do this time, which may be a little different, is that instead of choosing a particular text to focus on, we tried to weave together three texts out of the four. We kind of left the epistle dangling off by itself <laughs> for some reason. That may say something about our preferences, perhaps, but, but we grabbed the Hebrew Scripture and the Psalm and the Gospel and try to weave them together as i was reading through in preparation for this conversation today i think we did it better than sometimes than we did other times sometimes the psalm got neglected a little bit sometimes the the hebrew scripture text got forgotten somewhat but we tried to touch on those three and how they resonate with each other and we began with ash wednesday of course which is february 22nd this year just a few weeks And then we have the five Sundays on Lent. The other thing that we did is we pulled out Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and Easter and made a separate series out of that. That may seem a little odd. Palm Sunday is usually considered a part of the Lenten series, and then Holy Week goes into all of that. But we decided to separate them out. And we'll come back another time, perhaps, and talk about our Easter series. Holy Week and Easter series. But but for now, we wanted to focus on those five Sundays of Lent. The other reason behind that is that we realized that for a lot of churches, gears change when Palm Sunday rolls around. We begin to mm-hmm. think differently and act differently, and traditions mm-hmm. take over. And so, mm-hmm. so, we thought, let's focus our series, this inside-out reflection series, just on those five Sundays of Lent, and then shift gears again before we come to that. So, that, uh, I'd love to read to you each of the titles and each of all that kind of stuff, but I can see the faces of my colleagues in the team saying, it along. We've got other things to talk about here. So, so I'll let them jump in with, with other parts.
2: Yeah, the good thing is that it's already up on the website, so mm-hmm. people can hopefully listen to this and scroll along and see all the resources there, which I think – are so rich and have so much potential. I just I wanted to say that idea of inside out, outside in and how we have to stretch ourselves so that we don't just stay in our comfort place, mm-hmm. right? And and that's for ourselves and for our congregation as, as worship leaders and as church leaders, we have to think about that as well. And, and it made me think about when I've done voice training, my voice teacher would say, if you expand one end of your range, it actually expands the other end as well, if you're doing it correctly. Mm. So that's... You know, as you're expanding the inward walk, you're actually going to help expand your outward walk as well and using that inside voice and your outside voice. So I I think that's a good why. Why should we be encouraging or challenging people to move beyond what what they normally do during this season? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Lent Lent is always a penitential season which in part means it needs to unsettle us a little bit and so you're mm. right Diana to, to say let's look at the part we don't spend as much time with or, or we don't feel as comfortable or which doesn't come as naturally to us let's stretch ourselves a little bit let's think a little differently and mm-hmm. and I think lint, can be a powerful time, it, particularly when we do it together, when we do it as a congregation, then mm-hmm. it's not just me out there on my own trying to sort this out, but but somehow we're walking this walk together. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think this year we'll feel even more, there's more gravitas to us walking together this year coming out of the the last three years of the pandemic, where we haven't been able to do as much together. I'm really seeing this month of January of 2023 be a whole different feeling and sense of, let's do this together now. We can do this, (laughs) even while being careful. But I think Lent is going to have that feeling as well. Let's do this together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: But I think we can also continue to think about how to do it online together, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. How to, be, Absolutely. how to
1: be alive together in, on different kinds of formats.
2: Yes. Yeah. Don't leave people behind that have been exactly. with us because of our ability to do online. And yeah, and some people might be thinking, oh, we don't have to do that anymore. And don't forget the people for whom this is a real way of them to be able to connect.
0: Absolutely. And you know, it, it reminds me too how important. I, I think at least in length I start suddenly become very aware of my body like and i I wonder to what degree that actually we could say that it had to do with the fact that when I was in sixth grade they you know it was like okay, everybody pick your one thing you're giving up and you know <laughs> and so you feel that in your body and if you're a listener who had that experience, I did too and I think that's one of those those <laughs> things that may be part of why I start kind of feeling some stuff in my body and I'm I'm wondering about mm. this journey but I also wonder like in this in this uh, the flow of learning to live inside out there's some of that that we can't learn just by sitting and reading we have to do it together mm. right mm-hmm. that's part of that internal and external is how, how is it that we're actually journeying together? And to your point, Diana, how are we thinking about the ways in which we're inviting people online to have embodied journeys with the, the gathered community, whether you're only gathering online or whether you have hybrid worship. One is not disembodied and one is embodied. It's all embodied. We just have some real opportunities for creativity and to really think about how we're inviting people into an embodied experience of Lent so that we can kind of get it into our bones, right? I, I think about muscle memory how do we get it how do we get learning to live inside out into our spiritual and physical and mental and emotional muscle memory as God's people in this season and i think that's I, that's some of where my brain was months ago when we were working on the liturgical resources for this is I just keep coming back every Lent to this is a journey. We we start at Ash Wednesday, and then we are journeying to the cross, and yet – it's such a different kind of journey, right? The cross Mm -hmm. is not a destination any of us actually want to go. It's not Disney Mm -hmm. World. It's not Six Flags. (laughs) None of us are looking forward to getting there. And yet every Lent, we're called into observing a Holy Lent so that we can get there because it's important for us to travel with Jesus towards the cross and then beyond the cross. And so as... As I was looking back over the liturgical resources, I was struck by the remembering of the calls to worship for each week are actually a call to the pilgrim people. And sometimes when I put together liturgical resources, the calls to worship are different from week to week. They're pulled from different sources and different voices. And it felt like this time it was really important to actually have one that carried us through the entire series. So it's contextualized with the texts and themes of the day, and yet Every single time we start by saying, welcome pilgrims on the way to the cross. And we say together, we are learning to follow Jesus. And we end with pilgrims on the way, come let us worship God. We come to worship God as we learn to live inside out. And and I think that's one of those muscle memory moments where it was like, if you're using this one Sunday, great. If you use it every Sunday of Lent, wonderful. We get that opportunity to say And hear and experience that together, whether we're in person or online, to kind of remind ourselves, this is why we're here and this is what we're doing Mm -hmm. in the midst of worship for Lent. And I also just want to highlight real fast, the, the last week of this service one of or this series, one of the texts that comes up is the dry bones text in Ezekiel. And you'll find a prayer practice that we've put together that's actually a litany around this question, can these bones live? And I mm. am so struck as as we've already mentioned you know we are three we're going to be 3 years out from 20, March 2020 by the time we come around to this what does it mean for us to call back again and to really pray over the ways that our world is dry and suffering and yet also God is present with us and only God knows and only God can breathe into us in in this season so those are a few of the liturgical resources that are there for you and we really encourage Kind of taking those and and making them something that you can embody and kind of make into an activity, make something mm. into something that you're doing in an in an active and even an a, a, an emotive way within your congregation, and not just kind of. As, as we've said, there's, there's those moments where you need the silence and the reflection, but there's also those moments we have in our corporate gatherings to really do the journey together, right? So that we could go mm. and do the journey outside of the walls of the church as well.
2: Mm. Mm. I remember one year at my church previously, we put footsteps, you know, cut out mm. uh, mm-hmm. feet and had them all all through the sanctuary and leading outward, leading up and leading out. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, the kids really loved it because they tried to step in every one of those steps. <laughs> yes. And, you, you know, you're like, whose shoe was this? But <laughs> but it, it made a visual reference for what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the, the dry bones. I mean, what a great text at, at the three-year mark, right? Yep. And I can just hear the rattling of those dry bones as as people read the scripture or the litany, mm-hmm. um, and just keep you know bringing that back, that rattling, those other senses that we use when we worship mm-hmm. is I think such a great opportunity to be intergenerational and to be more creative. Mm-hmm.
1: One one thing that struck me, Lisa, as you were talking was this. Reluctant journey idea from Lent. I, I, I think that's mm-hmm. something we could we could spend a lot more time on playing with, yeah. or, or the local church could do that. This is a journey we know we need to take, but do we really want to? You know, mm-hmm. and how do we how do we get our emotions? How do we get our bodies geared up to do something that that there's a fundamental part of us that says I'd really rather not. You know, I'd rather <laughs> stay where I am. This idea of moving beyond what. What I know is good for me, what I've been called to do, but I'm not sure I really want to do it. I mean, the, the other context, not just the pandemic that we're coming out of, but there's the whole institutional denominational stuff that's going mm-hmm. on. And so when we hear the mm-hmm. question, can these bones live,
0: mm-hmm. we
1: have some real questions in our heads, you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't really know what the future holds. And so that call to to be active, to be at work, to to prophesy to the bones, to, to have a sense of hope, but yet at the same time, leaving it in God's hands. That's, that's the call of that last, that last week, that last or that text that we talk about is in the end, moving, but trusting in God to, to do it, even when mm. we can't see the response. And all we see is death. And all we see is dismemberment. Mm. All we see is dryness. Right. But- but to be able to yeah. trust right. that there's more to it than what we can see.
0: Right.
2: And the psalm for that week is Psalm 130, the day profundis mm-hmm. out of the depths yeah. I cry to you O Lord hear my prayer. So, yeah, it's it goes real deep. And then as as you said we're not going to talk about Palm Sunday and Easter, but it seems that there there's a real a point there that from which we grow mm-hmm. then into into the holy week and easter season. Mm-hmm. And it's a good opportunity to to go there, mm-hmm. not just to gloss over it, right? Absolutely.
0: And I think to your point as well, Derek. I I wonder to what degree then lent is in itself this invitation for us to actually attend to all that is hard and know that mm-hmm. that does not get erased at Easter. We're actually care mm. like we're we're acknowledging it and everything, but this is not something we're expected to put down it will never impact us again. It's actually that there's something holy about going with God through what is difficult. And it's that God is with us in it, right? That it's not, Mm -hmm. it may not get Mm -hmm. easier. And certainly the wounds are there and Jesus is not saying it's being erased. It's that Jesus came in and did it with us and that there's something holy that happens in that process. And if we don't have these weeks set apart where we have to do this work, it's so easy to just push it all aside and be Mm -hmm. like, no, no, being a Christian is about being happy go lucky instead (laughs) of... Being a Christian is about the joy in the midst of the ups and downs that we have faced individually and then, I mean, collectively, as you said, certainly as a world, but also where our denomination is right now.
1: I I think that's why Lent is so hard for so many people, because we do want to be the happy church. We want to be the the friendly, everything's going well church. Let's lift everybody up. And Lent seems to ask for something else. Uh-huh. And, mm. and not despair, but certainly the hard work of recognizing our need to grow and change, to look inward hard enough to, to see the brokenness that still resides in there, the dryness that still exists. Even those of us who've been sitting in these pews for, for years, we still need to reflect on that even as we look mm. out and see a world in desperate need of the same refreshing, the same transformation that's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in one way, at least my thinking about these two series, the Lent series and then the, the Easter series, is, is Lent is a lot of work on our part until we get to the point of saying, we've done what we can do. We can't do anymore. Let's, what's God going to do? And then that's right. when we mm. enter into the Palm Sunday, Holy Week Easter. And the title of that series, which here's a teaser for coming up, <laughs> is In Awe of Grace.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm. We're just
1: blown away by what God does. It's a whole different thing than going on mm-hmm. in Easter. That's why we mm-hmm. made the switch. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and what we have to remember, and I'm going to move on to the music resources, is that the Sundays, even in Lent, are still a retelling of the resurrection Mm -hmm. so that we talk about the season of Lent, these 40 days, but Sundays are not a part of that 40-day experience. Sundays are still, again, leaning into the resurrection story. So with that, I want to say... We don't pick music that's all sad <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, or all in a minor key or, you know, woe is me sort of thing. We're still talking about how we walk with Jesus during this time. But something that we do, and most churches uh, do this now, is we we put the alleluias aside because they make it so much more joyful when we experience them anew on Easter Sunday, so we put those alleluias aside. We change the doxology if you're using one that has hallelujahs in it to maybe Old hundredth or another version. Mm-hmm. I know there are also some hymns that have doxological endings that those are used, the final verse of those hymns and that's so forth. So that is something that you might consider. I know another practice is that in the children's Sunday school, they'll bury little bells. Mm -hmm. And and that's the idea of burying the alleluias, And then they unearth them on Easter Sunday. So that's something that we do. As I was reflecting on this series, uh, Learning to Live Inside Out, I was thinking about some of the hymns that could work for the entire series in different ways. One, one hymn that comes to mind is Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, mm-hmm. a good old hymn mm-hmm. that many people know. And that would make a great opening or closing hymn for various Sundays or every Sunday. Take Time to Be Holy is another one. We have to take that time to spend with God, to, to go inward, if you will, come and find the quiet center this is out of the faith mm-hmm. we sing this is a great hymn for especially for retreat settings it's just very poignant and goes to the heart of it open my eyes that i may see and then a couple of service music possibilities, Change My Heart, oh God, that's also in The Faith We Sing, and Holy Ground, we're standing on holy ground, and that's just the refrain that's printed in The Faith We Sing, but th- that would make a good entrance to worship or a time of prayer. So be creative with how you might want to use these over and over again, but in different places so that people can settle into it and find their experience with God there. So for Ash Wednesday, we're talking about that journey. Lord Who, throughout these 40 days, is always a perfect hymn for Ash Wednesday. That's in the hymnal. Lord Who's Love Through Humble Service. Sunday's palms are Wednesday's ashes. That's one out of the faith we sing a little bit newer, but also used quite a bit now. Uh, Give Me a Clean Heart, so that references, of course, Psalm 51, which is always a part of the Ash Wednesday service. And then Fix Me, Jesus, from our African-American tradition is another one that works there really well. The First Sunday of Lent, All My Hope is Firmly Grounded is a Mm. great hymn for that day. Cry of My Heart, this is one of my newest, new favorite ones, Out of the Faith We Sing, and then Jesus walked this lonesome valley. Again, you're getting the gist, as we talked about this. what the scriptures are for, for this series, that most of these hymns that I've curated for this series are about journeying mm-hmm. and about going inward and about taking time. Mm-hmm. Go for, From Your Country is March 5th, which of course, for many of us, that's a communion sunday it's the second sunday in lent and so, so a couple of good ones here that i've lifted up are blessed assurance gather us in you are my all in all and lord i lift your name on high the psalm for that day is psalm 121 i lift up my eyes nice to the hills from whence does my help come mm-hmm. and so that lord i lift your name on high goes really well with that Third Sunday, um, uh, just again, a couple of things, uh, hope of the world and all who hunger. And this is this Sunday, the the topic or the title is Give Me Water. So again, that thirsting, that wanting to be close to God in that way. And then the fourth Sunday is In the Presence. And so open my eyes again that I may see. Shepherd me, O God, because the Psalm is 23 that day. So there's a lot of good hymns around Psalm 23. Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, and Here I Am to Worship, which is a newer song out of the worship and song supplement. And then finally, for the fifth Sunday in Lent, the title is Who Could Stand? And one hymn that gets sung a lot during this time is Lord of the Dance, Mm. which is also in the United Methodist Hymnal. Almost didn't make it to the hymnal until General Conference that year, if you know the history about that. This is a day of new beginnings. This is another one that's referenced. Somebody's knocking at my at your door. I was going to say at my door, at your door. <laughs> <laughs> Worship and song uh, again from our African American tradition. Lead me, guide me. There's just some really good ones, and even Sia A Hamba" um, is referenced here. Uh, that walking, we are marching, we are walking in the light of God. So. Some great, great songs for you all to think about. And I would always in a series that's about five weeks long, you have the opportunity to teach something new. So if they don't know one of these hymns or songs, use it as an anchor point for the whole series and use a new one. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my challenge to you all.
1: (laughs) I, I think that's part of the stretching that we were talking about earlier you know yeah we need the familiar the familiar that kind of wraps us in and gives us that that touchstone that we remember but then to be stretched and to think differently or even to go back to some of those familiar hymns and actually read the words we don't always pay attention to some of the stuff <laughs> right? we say some amazing yeah. things in our hymnity that that we don't really stop to think about mm-hmm. you know, to pull out mm-hmm. some of those words
2: and, you know, we can even not sing a verse and speak it yep. while the music is going on. And that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> you can <Yeah>. do that? <laughs> yeah. Another thing is you can have the organ or the piano stop playing. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Well, I was just going to say my favorite part of, of what you were sharing, Diana, was the idea that it's not all one mood. that, that yes. We don't stop giving thanks to God. We don't stop praising in the season of lent we're not always broken down <laughs> that we do lift up you know the the joy of of this journey even at, even when we're reluctant there's still a mm-hmm. joy in that journey
2: yes amen
0: Absolutely, and I, I, as you were talking about putting away the alleluias, I was recalling our conversation a few weeks ago with John Thornburg, and how he talked about like holding the heaviness and lament, and then being invited mm. to have a hallelujah anyway moment. And I, what mm. I loved about kind of the mix of tones and moods and prayers and stories that are mixed in on all the hymns that you've suggested is that there are moments there for a hallelujah anyway. You may have put away your hallelujahs, Specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are moments there, as Derek said, for that praise to still come forth and how important it is it on the journey to have mm-hmm. those moments of breathing in the praise and the knowing that God can bring life to these dry bones, right? God Amen. is with us in the midst of the difficult journey in our lives and specifically in this time during Lent.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, one of the things I hope that you're hearing in all of this is that Lent is an important time in the life of the church. It is one of those pulse-taking moments that we can take a look at the church as a whole and say, how are we doing? Where are we going? What's this all about? Some of those fundamental questions that we can ask in in the midst of that. And so we hope you'll take them seriously. But also, they can be a, a source of great creativity to think differently, because we're, we're doing a, a familiar journey, even though we may be reluctant to do it, but it's a familiar journey. Well, let's find new ways. Let's find creative ways of, of doing that, whether that's in the environment where we are, whether that's in the words or the music. Let's, let's find new ways to tell this old, old story, to make this familiar journey uh, again. That's what we're hoping happens with all of that. And as always, we we would love to hear from you. If you have some great ideas or some plans, feel free to share them with us. Get in touch with us through the Contact Us portal on our website or, or email us directly and be in touch. We just hope that you'll grab a hold of this season, even with the uncertainties that are around us, even with with the sadness but also the hope that is there that you'll grab a hold of the season and make worship vital in your local congregation where you are. We thank you for joining us today, for being a part of this conversation. We hope it's been helpful to you. And remember that you can always find more information at our website, umcdiscipleship.org. We want you to tell us what you think. So send us an email about this podcast or ask us some other questions. But until next time, we will be praying for and with you and your congregation. So may God continue to bless your worship ministry as you make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.